Morning everyone, Lucy here. I thought I'll do my uh, podcast this morning while I'm in bed actually because um, I think I might do a YouTube video on the same topic. Um, it was a really good question on Cora. Somebody asked and I thought, yeah, it's great because because I focus on Casanova psychopaths um, and the early signs that you're engaging with a Casanova psychopath. That tends to be all about love bombing, um, which you do still get in other contexts with narcissists, but it's particularly uh, prominent and obvious in uh, intimate partner narcissistic abuse. And um, I really am trying desperately to diversify um, my content um, and talk about narcissists and narcissistic abuse and narcissistic personality disorder in families and in uh, friendships and workplaces and things. Because, well, if I'm, you know, I am an expert in the personality disorder and it's, I'm not daft, not stupid. I can easily adapt my knowledge to help people that are affected by narcissists in different situations other than intimate partners. So um, let's do one today on, um, this is how the person phrased it on Cora. I think it was, how can I tell I'm, arguing with a narcissist. It was something quite simple like that. So let's have this about um, a narcissistic friend. Okay. So this is somebody that you've, you're now arguing with. And I can use personal examples because my uh, stalker too was a friend. Uh, she's an overt narcopath. And then um, I might try and give examples of my stalker one, who's a covert vulnerable narcissist, maybe narcopath, but let's stick with narcissist or, or an inverted narcissist. If you want to listen to one of the podcasts previously, she got turned narky by the narcissist and that's an inverted narcissist. Um, and both of them, I suppose we could say I'm in an argument with, um, in the sense that they hate me. They're, uh, constantly attacking me, but in very different ways, using different techniques that are specifically uh, relevant to their pathology, whether they're an overt or covert, the way in which they will argue in speech marks, attack in speech marks, hate on in speech marks, me is very different. So if I'm going to answer the question, how do I know I'm arguing with a narcissist? I'll try and give examples of how these two particular people behave, and they're both women, by the way, um, um, to to give context. Okay, so um, Let's give an example of the overt narcopath. So that's who I call stalker too. So we were friends. Uh, we were very good friends. We were very close friends. Um, <clears throat> and how I now look back and I now realize um, she's she definitely has issues and she, she uh, well, we know that. <laughs> Anybody who's been watching my YouTube channel, listen to my podcast, know there's ish ooze with a capital ish. Um but uh, the argument started, and these are the good examples. <clears throat> so the argument began um, at the end of the devaluation phase. She'd been devaluing me for a few months. Um, there'd been a trigger for her. She'd had a narcissistic collapse. Um, and from that point, obviously, I saw beneath the mask. She'd seen, it, it kind of came into a cataclysmic kind of event where she'd had some sort of narcissistic collapse. Um, I hasten to add, I didn't know any of this terminology back then in 2016. So, um, uh, but I, obviously I know it now. Um, I was completely unknown to what the frick was going on back then. Um, but she had a narcissistic collapse and relapse in drinking alcohol. Um, lots of things happened. Um, in order for me to help manage that situation and help her and help her with her kids. And she wanted to be helped. She demanded to stay in my house and she refused to go home until she, in her words, had um, 
oh, what was the word she used? It wasn't detoxed because she's not that eloquent. It was, oh yeah, had her come down. So uh, come down is when somebody's had loads of drink and drugs and it's like a mini detox. It's called a, in Scotland, we call it a come down, but I don't know what you call it in other parts of the world. So my apologies to my um, international listeners. Um, and I was like, right, okay. So no bother because I liked her. She was my friend. Um, and we had, we spent a lot of time together and we enjoyed each other's company. So I thought, um, so obviously her young kids had to come and stay with me. So there was three to four days block of us all being in, under the same roof in my lovely flat. Um, so I think what happened there was this sort of perfect storm where she saw my actually pretty good life, right? Um, obviously it's got a lot better since then because I'd just come out of a narcissist, like, abusive relationship with NARC too. Um, but I was doing pretty good considering. Um, and I have a really nice house. I'm very house proud. Um, I'm not like crazy house proud, but I'm house proud. Um, I'm house proud enough that when people walk in my house, their eyebrows go up and they go, oh, this is nice. <laughs> you can always, you always think to yourself, well, why, why are you surprised? What sort of vibe am I giving off when I'm not in my house? <laughs> and Oh, this is nice. Um, and I think with three kids and at the time I had a puppy, you know, to be able to hold it all together and to have such a nice house, you didn't, you wouldn't even know necessarily I had a, a dog or kids. Um, I'm very tidy. Um, and uh, I love cooking and the music's always on and telly's on and there's always lots of dancing and singing. And, you know, even if we bicker, it's funny. And that's the atmosphere in my home. Um, and she'd, she'd come into that in a more intense level because obviously she had to stay with me rather than just popping round for a coffee um, or picking me up to go somewhere. She was spent proper time with me and she saw me engage with her kids Um I think that flared something in her because she was in narcissistic collapse. So she was at her most vulnerable. And then she saw me at my most powerful. Not that I was trying to be trying to be powerful. I was just being me. So her perception of, of this became quite sort of, it became a lot of jealousy and her shame avoidance was triggered. And the fact that she knows that I know that that's not how she lives her life or was living her life at the time. Um, and I think it just, all this sort of stuff started kicking off because from the point at which she went home, three or four days after staying with me with her kids, um, she became a bully. She started devaluing me. Um, and with narcissists, that's that's an example that, that you know, you've seen below the mask um, or you've flared their shame avoidance or their jealousy because the devaluation will usually start with toxic friends at that point. Um, with an intimate partner, it tends to be, uh, the devaluation tends to begins when you uh, manifest commitment. I love you, or you move in with them, or you agree to get married, or you do get married. So there has to be a commitment and a, a dedication with intimate partner narcissists that will trigger the devaluation. With a toxic friend or a narcopath friend like this one, it was what triggered the devaluation was her jealousy um, and her discomfort at how well I was doing for a woman in a similar context to her. Okay unemployed, single parent, being through shit in life. And it was light and day with how I was dealing with my situation in terms of her. And she obviously could see that she's not stupid. She's an intelligent woman um, when it suits her. Um, so, boom, devaluation, yada, yada, yada. And then it, the, the argument happened. I'd avoided arguing with her. I was walking on eggshells. I'd lived with abusers and had relationships with abusers most of my life. So I knew how to fawn over her. I knew how to try and manage the situation. But it all came to a head when we had our first argument and it became our last argument. That's a big sign that you're dealing with an archipath is that they can't cope with an argument. Um, so it will be with an overt narcopath friend, the parent, you'll, you'll know that you're arguing with them when 
Their reaction to you trying to deal with their behavior, maybe they've done something wrong or said something not nice, is extreme. So you might say to them, I really would rather you didn't talk to me that way. They won't go like a normal person, right, hang on, I'm sorry, yep, you're right, I shouldn't have said that, right? A narcopath will go, what the fuck? How fucking dare you fucking speak to me like that? You're a fucking, that's what you're going to get. You will get an extreme response to a normal request, okay? You will then get projection. They will call you a bully. They will call you a, well, a narcissist or whatever, but they will call you a bitch and a cow and a troublemaker and a liar. The name calling begins very quickly. There will be, so that's a lot of projection. You will get a lot of deflection. What about when you did this? And what about when you did that? I think, you know, this is your problem. You've done this. You've caused this. So there's a lot of blame shifting as well. So it becomes very quickly when you're dealing with a, a narcissist in an argument. You're then going to get, it's not going to be over. With a normal person, you probably can have an argument and either go to bed and then talk about it the next day. Or you just go, do you know what? Actually, let's not be friends anymore. This is shit, right? That's normal. With a, nar with a narcissist or an overt narcissist like a narcopath, it's not over because they have the pathology of a psychopath. Psychopaths stalk, psychopaths smear, psychopaths follow you wherever they can get you physically or online and will not leave you alone. That's a psychopathy in a narcopath. Um, so it wasn't over. So the point at which I put the phone down, I said, I'm not doing this anymore, actually. I, no, no. Um, the stalking began. So there was the uh, telecommunications offences, which is messaging and calling, abusive and threatening and uh, all that. Um, and then more than two or three becomes stalking and harassment, according to some police officers, but not others. Well, that's another conversation for another day. And there's no consistency in how the law is... Um, I don't know what the word would be now. And how the law is uh, undertaken with the police. There's just no consistency at all but um so there was 11 abusive messages um so you'll get that as well so that's another sign is is they cannot let it go okay they cannot leave you alone they they have to have the last word and the last word has to be fucking crazy and horrible and cause you damage you know damage damage they will hit below the belt they will drag up your past so we call it, call it in scotland casting up um, they will start attacking your physiology, the way you look, the way you speak, your life. Um, they will um, go wherever you are to then keep attacking you. So you, as a normal person, will just block them on the phone. They're going to go to Facebook. They're then going to go to Insta. They're then going to go to uh, Snapchat. They're then going to go to WhatsApp. Right? That's the stalking, by the way. That's the psychopath element. Um these are all behaviors and, and signs. You're dealing with somebody that is not a normal person in an argument. You're dealing with a narcopath in this argument. You're dealing with a dangerous person who you have now triggered. You have you have lit the fuse and you now need to wait, wait this out. Okay. Um <clears throat> you can beg and politely ask or whatever and say, listen. It's done now. I don't want to be friends with you anymore or I don't want to do this anymore, you know, like a normal person. Please stop. This is really, you've gone too far. I can't do this. Please stop. So you 
then, but they will carry on. And not only will they carry on, they'll get worse because you've triggered, you've triggered their sadism, right? And a lot of narcopaths have got sadism in their personality makeup. Now they know that you're upset by this. Now they know that you want them to stop and you need them to stop. They know that they've got power over you. Okay. They feel powerful. Um, and that, and you've activated their sadism. So they will just ramp it up at the point at which you beg, they will ramp it up. That's another sign. Um, you're going to start then having the smear campaign. Okay. So you've blocked them everywhere, but somehow, some way, whether it's in your local community or people online that are seeing this stuff or whatever, you find out that they're smearing you. They're saying that you're stalking them. They're saying that you've done this, that, or the other, um, they are sharing your secrets, intimate secrets, whether they have intimate pictures or uh, stuff that they would they had they they have to share. They they're just they're they're just going on and on and on and going up and up and up in escalation. That's a sign. They will attack your family, your friends. There is no boundaries. There is no holds barred. They will go anywhere and anywhere to get at you. There's another sign. <clears throat> and this, the ways in which they will get at you will be extreme. They will literally contact anyone you've ever had contact with. Colleagues from four years ago, <laughs> boyfriends from five years ago, you know, um, people that are just acquaintances on your lists on socials or um, somebody that you happen to chat to in the corner shop or, um, you know, they will, there is no limits. There's another sign. Um what else? That's pretty, I mean, that's, well, I'm, obviously I've given personal examples because if you guys have been listening, that's my, how my stalker too reacted and behaved when we had our first and last argument. And I made it the last argument because I did what police advised me to do. And um, not that it's done me any favors. I did what I knew was right to do and I blocked and I stopped. I didn't have any communication. I have not overtly communicated with this person. Um, I approached them, called them, messaged them, uh, since that last argument, she, however, has not left me alone. And that's how you know you're dealing with a complete nutter. That's how you know you're dealing with a narcopath. So all these signs that I've just given you, so that's your overt narcopath. How am I, how do I know I am arguing with an overt narcopath? That's all those signs. There'll be more beyond that, but they're the ones I'm going to give you confidently because they're the ones that have happened to me. Um, and everybody who knows her knows she's done all that. So maybe now the penny's dropping with them all and going, whoa, she is actually a narcopath. Lucy's right. I am right quite a lot, by the way. Um, so let's do the covert. So the covert one's a bit more difficult for me because I never actually had an active friendship with this person. However, she, in a strange sort of um, by proxy way, formed a relationship with me. So this is my stalker one. <clears throat> and she is my narcissist number two's ex. He's got loads and loads and loads of exes. So I'm not identifying her. Um, there's a few actually that have the same first name as her, ironically, but I'm not going to say the first name. I'm going to uh, call her the name that I call her in my book, Dangerous Normal People, which is Sinead. I'm going to call her that to be safe or I'll just call her Stalker One. Um, <clears throat> I will not identify her. I don't want to identify her. I just want to do that to 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 do this podcast just to explain um, how these people operate. So we never had a friendship or relationship, but she formed a relationship with me via my partner because she starts covertly stalking and harassing me, well, stalking me and harassing him. So she, she, she joined the triangle and it's called triangulation. And the triangulation was mainly run and managed and directed by my narcissist number two, but she knew what she was doing. She wanted involved. She, she had an agenda. She knew a lot more than I knew in this dynamic. Um, so I was the vulnerable person in this triangle and 
once she decided that she'd fixated on me and we had, for example, fallen out or argued, or there was an argument that she wanted to have, okay, um, it was a normal person in this particular situation would have contacted me and said, hey, that's my guy, by the way. Do you know that he's my partner or do you know that we're engaged or do you know that we're supposed to be in a relationship? That's what a normal person would do. Right. But this podcast is about what someone who is abnormal, toxic or a narcissist would do or an inverted narcissist as she is. And she acted completely bonkers, totally off the wall. That's how I know that I'm dealing with or, well, kind of dealing with because I'm still dealing with her to this day. Dealing with someone that's not a normal person because a normal person would have approached me and said, listen, I need to tell, you know, you're a cow. Uh, that's my guy. Right. That's a normal woman. Right. She didn't do that. She um, she would just block and unblock me, watch my socials, use fake accounts to watch my socials once I'd worked out who she was and blocked her. Um, there's, so there's very there's a lot of covert stalking. So And then there'd be screenshotting and then reporting this to the police and saying, look, she's saying this about me. The police are ill-educated. At no point did a police officer say to her, uh, Sinead, how are you seeing this stuff? Because if you're seeing this and you've blocked her, are you unblocking her to go and look for it? Because that's kind of not what a victim of stalking does, right? But police are daft, right? They don't ask these questions. Um, and if Lucy's blocked you, um, how are you able to see this stuff? Because she's using fake accounts or she's getting her friends to look. That's stalking. So the police at no point identified her as a stalker. They kept victimizing her and she was loving that. So that's another sign of a, of a, a covert person that you're arguing with again in speech marks is they like to play the victim it's poor me poor me there's a lot of crocodile tears a lot of exaggeration a lot of lies um it just constant look what she's done now look what she's done now oh, sorry guys or oh, look what he's done now look what he's done now it is constant this constant drip 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 of i'm a victim i'm a victim i'm a victim when you're actually doing absolutely nothing or the person is digging for stuff to then kind of wrap around themselves and say, look what they've done now, right? So it's they're very manipulative, extremely manipulative, very clever. They know what they're doing. They know how to do it because they've done it before. And they'll do it again because when they get away with it, they'll carry on doing it. Um, so there's all that sort of stuff. There's You might try and communicate with the person, okay, and, and stop the argument, break the argument, you know, whether it becomes from an apology from you or a request from closure from you. These are all normal behaviors. This is the stuff I was doing, pretty normal stuff. Or just leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. Um, they won't. Okay, there we go. Like we just talked about with the previous um, ex-friend or ex, you know, or the previous person that you're, I was arguing with or I'm arguing with. Um, there's this, uh, is this refusal to stop. Whether they're covert or overt, they will refuse to stop. Okay. Um, they'll then do things that they know that they can get away with. This is the covert element. Okay. So she contacted my ex, well, my estranged husband. So that was like a smear campaign because she contacted him with a load of nonsense, uh, very much poor me, poor us, right? Very manipulative. Look what Lucy's done to us. She's ruined our lives. All this kind of language. It was like, wait, well, yeah, I hadn't done anything. To my, to my knowledge at that point, I hadn't done anything. I didn't know. It was all my narcissist that was kind of weaving all this. So she absolutely, she started attacking 
um, covertly attacking my support system because my ex-husband was supposed to pay me child maintenance and he was supposed to help parent my child. She completely blew that out of the water when she contacted him and she knew what she was doing. Um, so yeah, unlike the overt, she wasn't contacting my ex-husband to bully him and harass him. She was contacting him to make him a flying monkey. She was contacting him to manipulate him into um, bullying me and making difficulties in my life. And she got what she wanted. Um, what else? Um, I think that's pretty much as much as I want. I'm prepared or comfortable in sharing, but so what you're getting here is you're getting abnormal reactions to normal behavior. You're getting extreme reactions to what is a normal argument or a normal situation or a, not a nice situation. They take something and they blow everything out of proportion. Um, and then they use the, uh, the fallout of the bomb that they have set off to their advantage. That is when you know that you're dealing with a narcissist in an argument, whether they're overt or covert. So if, uh, thanks for listening to this. I know that there's loads more examples, but I'm, I'm conscious that it's 20 minutes and I have to get ready to take the little one to school. Um, so thanks for listening. Please do find my YouTube channel. Um, please subscribe. It's free. Comment. Find me on Insta. Find me on Twitter. And please look up my books. And if you have read any of my books, please rate and review. Thanks, guys.